Welcome to another episode of Family Records. My name is Matt Rodolfi, and I am joined by my cousin and friend, Blake Sweet. What's going on, Blake? How you doing? Yeah. Nice little surprise for you. That was a nice little surprise. <laughs> that was very nicely done. Wasn't that cool? That's our uh, first time listening to our theme song. It will be put onto old episodes, obviously, but the first time I thought I'd surprise you with it. Yeah, I liked it. I'm <laughs> glad you did. Yeah, I did didn't you really- like it? Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect, but uh, <laughs> that was perfect. It also came a lot sooner than expected. Uh, credit to Ryan Fine, ryanfine.com, did our music. Uh, incredible. Oh, it's just a little awesome. jingle, but I love it. <laughs> I've been very excited to share it with you. I've had it for like two days. <laughs> That's awesome, especially because we just got our cover art today, too. Hey, your ice dropped. Oh, about time. <laughs> Yeah, I got our cover art, got our song. Well, we're on the fourth episode here now. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're going, man. Doing this thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it feels really official now. Now I feel like uh like there's some kind of pressure. We've actually got to be entertaining. Yeah, we have this cool <laughs> intro music now, like Family Records. Ah, welcome to Family Records. Ooh. That's... And then here it's just us getting drunk and telling <laughs> stories about our crazy family. Yeah, yeah. Just drinking a little whiskey. Hey. The stories, what does he say? The stories are better where the whiskey's at. Absolutely. That's a good line. <laughs> did you write that or did he? Ah, he wrote it. He wrote it. I gave a synopsis and a little information and in, in, uh, an episode and he wrote it. I mean, it's just a jingle, but it's fantastic. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Anyways, getting to the actual show now that we shared that. What's up, buddy? How you been? I've been pretty good. Yeah. It's been a nice, quiet week. Yeah, me too. It's been, uh, I finished editing our last episode of Fat Tango Presents last week. And so I've kind of just been taking this week off. Yeah. And I finished my, nice. I finished my editing this week already. Not to rub it in or anything. I'm just, <laughs> appara- I'm just saying, you know, yeah, you I jumped easy right part. on it. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still got to, uh, well, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, Fat Tango Presents. If you're for some reason listening to this, you don't know who the hell we are. We are creators and writers and owners and all the above for Fat Tango Presents, our flagship podcast. Basically, it's the four of us, and we're just trying to sound official. What it is, (laughs) is a bunch of guys that got distracted doing other things in life that's decided that it's time to be creative. (laughs) Well, we've been creative. (laughs) Just deciding that it's like nothing's going to happen unless you make it happen. So we spent the last two years just figuring out how to make a a podcast, how to do it ourselves. And it's fun. Whether people like it or not, I I like doing it. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun for sure. stories, making sound effects. I say the four of us. I shouldn't say that. Ellis is an established stand-up comedian. So, you know, he's he's got an actual career in this, which is helpful for us. But you, me, and Mikey. (laughs) (laughs) He's not dealing with a day job like the rest of us. Yeah, you, me, and Mikey are working all day, coming home and hustling on this stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure Ellis has a ton to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, that that dude's 
I don't, he's incredible. He's got quite a workload <laughs> on his own, but that's what we're aiming for, right? Yeah. Work, workload like that. Sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Until then, this is starting to become full time and we all yeah. work full time jobs. Dude, I, I've, I've been looking forward to this uh, weekly. I've been looking forward to sitting down. I mean, last week was obviously, if you listen to our last episode with my mom and Mikey here, last week was a little bit. More, not more chaotic. Hey, your stand is not happy with you, huh? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> there does you not go. want to sit where I want it to sit. Yeah, last week was a little more chaotic. This is definitely nice and calm, just the normal thing, you and me, which is kind of cool. No complaints. The, the chaos is fun. The chaos is fun. But it's also fun just getting a chill here and drink some yeah. whiskey. And It's so funny. I was so tired and like not ready to go on mic last week with <laughs> everyone here and my mom in town. And this, this time I'm like ready to go and I'm like... I don't even really know what to talk about. Yeah, but the solo like, episodes feel more like an NPR. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, welcome to back to Family Records. My name's Matt Rodolfi. <laughs> <laughs> it's or just like we, we need a niche where we just talk about an unsolved mystery. That's how you get a popular podcast, right? Apparently. Be a celebrity or murder mystery. <laughs> the recipe to success. <laughs> Weirdly, no one's doing scripted audio really. <laughs> <laughs> i mean well we're kind of finding not, out not why like us. yeah there's a <laughs> lot of work anyways um so we got some bur some bourbon again we're on a bourbon kick we are mostly doing all kinds of whiskeys but for some reason we're on a bourbon kick last week we tried the smooth ambler what do we got tonight all right tonight we have koval single barrel bourbon koval never heard of it so it is where did i have it i just had it pulled up Smells interesting. Chicago's first distillery since the mid 1800s. Okay. Oh, so they haven't been around since the 1800s. It's just apparently Chicago hasn't had a distillery. I wonder if something happened since the 1800s and now where alcohol might have been a big issue. <laughs> well, I mean, there was a certain guy who was, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> so let's just say, dominated the alcohol market for a while. <laughs> All right, well, I'm eager to try it. Looks nice and icy. It clink, does. clink. Clink, clink. Let's try this stuff. I wonder if that ever gets picked up on mic. Hmm. Oh, man. It's nice. It's it's light. It's, it's light. That's a good word for it. It's not as fruity as like the, the contradiction or the four roses, but it's... This a, one has like vanilla is kind of very forward yeah, it's like as soft it's like a it's like it reminds me of drinking like <laughs> if someone said turpentine that was safe to drink and you were like believe it or not it kind of tastes good this is kind of what i would imagine it tastes like <laughs> yeah it's a weird thing to say it's got like an airiness to it like it's dry for a bourbon it, it is it's yeah it's not quite as sweet hmm interesting it's really good, though. All right, Koval. Very fun. I wonder if we'll ever run out of whiskeys to try. Well, if we do, there's a bunch of other different alcohols out there. Yeah. Well, I told you, at some point on this, I'd like to switch to a, we'll do a special little trip over to rum, because I didn't know there was <laughs> such a thing as sipping rum, but that makes total sense, given all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> if you believe Johnny Depp, then Pirates just drank it right off the bottle, so... <laughs> That's kind of what I want to do. Let's not be. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I want to try some, 
I think this would be a great opportunity. We could try some new stuff here. I want to get the good stuff. And then, because I'm going to Hawaii, I told you, I'm going a little trip in October, taking the family. All this COVID stuff, I've been working my ass off. We have not been closed down. So I am ready for a little vacation. And I think going to Hawaii with the family, we got a house on the beach, and we're just going to sit there in that beach house, and the kids are going to play, and I'm going to drink some rum straight out of the bottle, sipping it, <laughs> but I'm going to get a good one. Or, or I'm going to buy some coconuts at Costco and just cut them up, pour that rum right in the coconut milk. Oh, it sounds oh. amazing. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what kind of rum I've had, but... Yeah, you better stop describing it before I hide your check bag. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. No, this is good though. It is. Uh, any other flavors you want to try and guess before we read the tasting card? Oh yeah, guessing. I almost taste like a brown sugariness, but but not because it's not that sweet. Yeah, that's not the God. We're I'm bad at this. It's all right. <laughs> I mean, hey, you can't be worse than Ash, right? Ash. <laughs> Flipping Mikey. Uh, ash. Who do you guess Ash? Only a smoker would guess Ash. Oh, yeah, of He's course. He's a smoker. So, of course, he would guess Ash. It was like, wasn't it tobacco or something? I don't remember. You guessed tobacco. I guessed tobacco. Tobacco is fairly normal in whiskey or in bourbon, at least, right? I think it's a, uh, I don't know that it's a fairly common flavor. I think there's a lot of shared flavors between tobacco and whiskey, though. They're both very sure. earthy. Yeah. They're of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they all come from plants at some point. <laughs> Ellis has been on this kick lately where he asks us uh, what everything's made out of. I don't know what made me think of this because I've been just getting to this point where he'd be like, he'd be like, what is the, uh, dad, what's what's the ocean made of? And you're just like, it, water, salt and water. Well, what's what's this, this water made out of? Like, sun. I don't know how to <laughs> tell you. Like, um, and then Chelsea and That's I are like just like sixth grade level physics. Yeah, yeah. What's the water? We're like, well, it's it's made out of little little particles. It it like it's made of these two, the hydrogen and the oxygen. And like, like, what's that? Like, oh boy. Um, it makes you makes you see why people are just kind of like, God, God did it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I mean that kind of. I'm not saying that to talk any kind of smack on religious folks at all obviously but it's it's funny because obviously that can all be true i wonder actually it makes me wonder like religious folks how you balance that like pull the religious stuff with the like protons and neutrons and all that stuff because obviously it's all real like the pope says it's real right he believes yeah. in aliens so does he really yeah you didn't hear about that like two years ago the pope came out with like a paper being like yo aliens they're for sure real well, he believes them, but some about like it would be ridiculous not to think that there's aren't not aliens. You know, the more modern. This Pope's very modern and sleek. He bro. is yeah. absolutely. I'm it's... waiting for him to be on TikTok. <laughs> is he not on TikTok <laughs> yet? Not yet, man. I want to get him on there doing Pope stuff. I know he's been like very active on Twitter for a while now. Is he really? Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> Pope on. You Twitter. don't follow the Pope, dude. Um. So, like, what is that? Like, 10 Hail Marys? <laughs> it's been a while since Catholic school. <laughs> uh, did you? You Well, you didn't go to Catholic school. You went to Lutheran school? Yeah. It was, uh, 
little weird, especially considering I was raised in a Catholic family. Yeah. So I was getting two different versions of Christianity. Yeah, that must have been interesting. A lot of the stories are pretty much the same, but the traditions and the rituals of it are so yeah different. I always thought it was an interesting... Maybe I don't know enough, but I, I've always thought it was interesting that there was Lutheran faith. Like, one of the Martin Luther's things was like, yo, no, organized faith. <laughs> well, yeah, he didn't want a bunch of different sects. Yeah, yeah, and that's what he... He opened that. I'm pretty sure that was literally <laughs> one of the 95 theses. Yeah, well, and that ended up, the floodgates opened on that. Oh, yeah. He's the one. It, it, you could argue there was a lot huh. of good that came out of well, that, Well, was though. it him or was it King Henry VIII? In what way? Well, King Henry VIII started his own church because the um, Pope wouldn't let him get a divorce. Yeah, I suppose that's true. I'm sure it was a lot of things. That's like anything, any religion in life. People are always going to seek their variants that make sense to them, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess better him to go start his own church where he's allowed to get a divorce than what he was doing before that. <laughs> he was having well, his uh, wives executed. Well, uh, what, Henry VIII? No. <laughs> yeah. No. A For royal? our one listener a who monarch? may or may not know history. <laughs> Monarchs wouldn't do that. No, not at all. <laughs> Uh, do you think that might have been like why um, modern people like overthrew so many monarchies? <laughs> Things like that, maybe. <laughs> I thought it was all about tea. I like that we overthrew monarchies by continuing to beheading at a much higher rate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to you, France. <laughs> well, hey, it seemed to work for the last guy, so why not for us? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> if it works, don't knock it, right? Like. Don't knock it till you try it. Although it very much did not work, right? Yeah, I did definitely started eating themselves there, didn't I, at the end? Wow, history. Yeah. You know what's funny, speaking of all this stuff, I don't know if I've told you this. We're coming for you, Dan Carlin. <laughs> I don't know if I told you this. Did I tell you I've been to Versailles? Yes. Did I? That was like, okay, for some reason, French military history, just like, I loved it in school. And I couldn't tell you why exactly but i just did and i remember i had this class this teacher that were like talking about uh 14th through 18th louis 14th through 18 right and all that stuff and obviously versailles is very much tied up into that whole thing and i remember i was so excited uh i saw the pictures like he showed slideshows of the the hall of mirrors and all this cool stuff and i was hmm. like that i that blew me away i thought versailles was the coolest looking place forever and i remember being God, what would I have been ninth grade, tenth grade? And I remember thinking to myself, like, I want to go there. That's a goal for me in my life. Someday I want to get there. And sure enough, things worked out. My sister-in-law and brother-in-law live in Paris, and we went out to visit. I got to go to freaking Versailles, and it was awesome. And it drove Chelsea nuts because every room we went in, I had to read the plaque and look at the thing and learn about all the information because I'm that dude. You know me. A little bit of a history dude. Oh, yeah. Just a bit. <laughs> just a bit. I did not know the uh, French history in particular thing, though. Really? I feel like I'm not on my on it right now to really it's show off. Funny, because there was a brief <laughs> period where I was... I don't know if obsessed is the right word, but I got really into it. Like, the generals who helped in the American Revolution and Napoleon oh, yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I even... in a. Uh, I don't even know if I'd call it a play, 
but my school put on a uh, production when I was in fifth grade. Okay. Uh, and we all played prominent figures in the American Revolution. Who did you play? And I was General Rochambeau, one of the French oh. generals who came and uh, helped it. I don't even remember what battle it was. Yeah, I lost my uh, interest in French <laughs> history. But that's what gave it to me in the first place was like I had to do a deep dive on this guy who we didn't study whatsoever in school. Huh. And I just got assigned to play him. <laughs> okay. Uh, the French general everyone knows nowadays is just Lafayette. <laughs> Thanks, Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> uh, have you seen Hamilton? I still have not seen Hamilton. Really? Uh, I can't believe Mikey hasn't sat us down and made us watch it yet. I've seen it. Isn't that how you saw it? No, I sat myself down and watched it, bro. It's <laughs> Hamilton. As soon as it was on Disney+, Plus, I went. I watched it because I knew it was big. I listened to the music. I dug the music. And I, I love the history. <laughs> so, yeah, no, dude, I sat myself down. Again, Chelsea was all excited because she loves musicals, and then she was just kind of like, yeah, it's a lot of history and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Nerd. Nerd, yeah, and what can I say? I don't know. I feel like we're slow this evening, bro. We need uh, to drink some more. Yeah, probably. Chug, chug, chug. Uh all right. I'm gonna wake up a little bit. What do we have to talk about? What what have you been doing? What what's on your mind? Because we're just chit chatting. This is nice. It's coming for us, but I can't imagine it's very interesting to listen to at this point. Ooh, knocking shit over. This is a very small studio. Here we go. Okay. And I curse. Damn it. <laughs> Dang it. All right, great. We gotta mark this one explicit now. No, too. it's just one. We get away with one of those, right? I think we get away with multiple of that one. It's the okay. F word we only get one. Yeah, we'll have to watch that. Well, Mikey's not here, so it's not for hard. sure. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> hey, dang it! I, I didn't have anything. I had something, but I didn't. I didn't come. In. I was waiting for it, and it didn't come. Yeah, I win. Yeah, you won. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, I win. That's what I'm saying. I feel a little off tonight. Ah, it's I'm all right. Usually a little quick witter than that. I mean, Quick this is order? the part of the show where we kind of just ad lib our way into the show topics. Yeah. So, yeah, we just. Are you just telling just... me that we should just slide into it? Slide into what? You got something to talk so about? So we do. So lately, we have started posing questions. Yeah. Uh, for people to consider about their own families. Yeah. And I came up with one. Um. So what rituals or traditions kind of set your family apart from other families? I like that. Um, you know, and it, it could be anything. It could be a weird Christmas tradition. Um, I don't know, just something that you and your family do that, yeah. you know, you might get a couple funny looks if you just started talking about it with no context. That's pretty good. I'm trying to think now. You got me thinking, like, what is the one like, what's that thing that you and your family does that, you know, you do it in public and people give you a weird eye? That sort of thing. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that can be done in public either. No, like, for uh, sure. Or you mention it to a friend or something right. like that. Huh. I don't know. What's ours? Do we have well, something? That's, I figured we could kind of spitball on the show. I know there are a couple things that we do that not every family does. I don't know that I'd call them unique to our family. Like, like we did 
for a long time, the youngest person in the family got hazed by all their older cousins. Yeah, and that still kind of happens. I mean, it's yeah, just kind of shifted from cousins to, like, nephews. Well, I think the dynamics <laughs> changed, too, because we were definitely, like, our generation was definitely the biggest crop of cousins. Yeah, all um, around the same age, yeah. You know, now we're all adults, and it's not supposed to be our responsibilities to pick on the young ones, <laughs> especially because the young ones are like your kids. Yeah, but the <laughs> older ones aren't doing it, darn it. We got to step <laughs> up, bro. Like when I see my nephew Trent, I just rib him like crazy because he's such a goof. I love him. It's I mean <laughs> that's how you, that's how we show love in this family. Absolutely, you know. And it's like it's like with my brother Alex. You know, we talked about a little last week at my brother's Down syndrome, and you give him a good ribbing because his he'll just smile and he laughs and he'll give it back to you. And you know, you you may, you kind of poke at each other for fun, and that's how you show love. Well, and I genuinely do think that's why we're all so close as a family. I mean, yeah. There were times where we were at each other's throats or just yeah. pulling mean-spirited pranks. Yeah, dude. And we formed a bond that not a lot of people have with their cousins. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if there's a lot of cousins doing podcasts together. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Are we going to discover this whole subculture of family-related <laughs> podcasts? That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some like, um, well, and then like variables too. Like, what is it? I, I, I learned, oh God, I'm going to feel so bad getting their names wrong. I'm really off tonight because I know their names, but the actress that played Meadow in Sopranos mm-hmm. and the actor that played AJ, they have a podcast together. Do they really? Yeah. Cause they kind of grew up together. So like they just chill and <laughs> like do a podcast <laughs> together and talk because they're like basically siblings. They grew up together playing ones on TV through very important periods of growth in their childhood. Yeah. You know, How they do it in cool. comparison to uh, their Uncle Chris's podcast? Uncle Chris. Uh, I have no idea. I learned about it on that podcast. I was listening to Talking <laughs> Sopranos. I've fallen off on that a little bit. It's tough, man. When I have stressful work weeks and stuff, you start dropping stuff that requires attention and listen to like more analytical thing like news of the day. Yeah. You know, stuff like that because it's easier to digest and drop in and out of. And then you go a week or two of that. And before you know it, you're five episodes behind on a podcast. And you're like, well, I'll get back around to it. And then a month goes by. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I know just how you feel. I mean, I'm a uh, I'm a big audiobook guy. I know you yeah. are too. Oh yeah. And you'll go through periods where you're just so busy and whatever you're working on is way too focused for you to yeah. just put an audiobook on a book because you won't, won't do it. Yeah. Yeah, like we had uh, our fiscal year ended in February at mm-hmm. work and that's like the busiest time of year for everybody. So for like 2 months I just I had to stop in the middle of the book I was listening to. That sucks. And only just in the last couple of weeks I've, started I've listening to, again. I've had to do that, and picking it back up is tricky. Sometimes oh, yeah, it's easier it's to start over. You know what I've been really wanting to read? What? Uh, and I know you did this, but Lord of the Rings. I've it's been, interesting. Yeah, I've been really wanting to lately. Like I've been wanting to watch the movies again, too, because it's been a while, and I feel like... I was kind of young when they came out and I saw them all when they came out and I was like in high school or and younger and I don't think it really registered. Like I saw three Kings. God, is that what the yeah, three Kings, right? No, 
Return of the King. Return of the King. Yeesh. Well, I, I, get where, you. I, I get where I you want to go because <laughs> Return of the King sounds too much like Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And they're already two competing <laughs> franchises. Well, I saw that in theaters when it came out, and I remember it was so long. There was like seven times when I thought it was about to end. <laughs> and then it like goes to the next, like, because cl- it's closing off every point. It reminds you of like a good D&D podcast or something or show or session or whatever, you know? And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the D&D story, you know, <laughs> that like inspired it all. So I'm like, yeah, I've been really wanting to read it again. That's So I have Fellowship of the Ring and the Two Towers on my Audible account. Okay. If you want to give them a listen. Yeah. it's uh, Well, like you said, it's about finding time. Yeah. Because like right now, last couple of jobs I've been on, like I'll start listening. I know it. And then I get broken up and it's like, oh, I turn it off, on, off, on, off, on. It's a lot easier when I wasn't running my own business yeah. and I was just painting for <laughs> someone else. You just turn it on and just go. Yeah, it makes it really makes me miss my jobs where all I had to do was enter numbers into a computer. Yeah. It makes me wonder too when this say when. I like to say when we manifest, right? But when we're able to start doing Fat Tango and our, and our network starts to grow and when we are starting to do this full full time like I wonder when I'm going to listen to podcasts. Because that and, and books because I do it while I'm working. And that's a lot of time. I go through a lot of books and podcasts, man. Like, oh yeah, all of that's gonna have to see a huge drop off if I'm doing this full time because I cannot sit and listen to a podcast or a, a book or anything like just sitting there in silence. Even that's why I'm even driving, to, I have trouble. That's why I'm trying to take up reading again. Yeah, like uh, with your eyes. Yeah, what's that I like? Know. <laughs> It's kind of like when you scroll through Facebook or Twitter, <laughs> except instead of on your phone, it's this big stack of paper. <laughs> so you can just like, when you're using it in your own brain, you can just have any celebrity read it for you. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I want to hear David Tennant read Lord of the Rings. Here we go. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. I like that. All right. Um. Back to our question, though, I I honestly think the family tradition that makes or that's so unique to our family probably has to be your dad's bocce tournament. That is a big deal. I it's mean, not even just our family, though. A lot of friends, family, friends and stuff. That's a regular outing for them every year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Is. Yeah. And that's that's what makes it so much fun. But it's our family's thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody in our family has a bocce court in their backyard. Not me. You've Not got yet. one, like, walking distance away. <laughs> yeah, that's true, I guess. There's one on the property. Uh, you, Your dad has lived in multiple houses and has taken the time to install a bocce that's court true. in every single one every of them. Every single house. That's true. <laughs> that house on Ever the house since, I grew yeah. up in, he never had one in. But you're right. As soon as... yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> yeah, we're up to like three. five, dude. And then he built one. Uh, didn't he build Uncle Manuel or, or helped him? Or yep, yeah, he helped us build ours. Yeah, well, and obviously he learned from Gino. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's a good point. That that is does that so that's a family tradition. But is it so? Bocce is very much a family tradition for us because our whole family, like, if we get together at the cabin, like we still do, like once a year, or whatever. It's like Although, we're gonna have a bunch of bocce playing. 
Although bocce itself is a surprisingly universal thing, especially here in the Bay Area. Yeah. There's like a whole bocce scene. That's true. You know, there's multiple leagues. There's, there's like actual competitive teams. Yeah. By the way, we're getting a new one. Really? I know the last one closed down due to the pandemic. But, I did not uh, hear that, really. Yeah, we're getting a new one. Okay. Um, you're right about teams, It's going to be called debauchery. Like debauchery. I get it. Is that a, <laughs> are you, is it a joke No, or that's real? literally the name of the place. <laughs> you really threw me off there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> debauchery. Oh, that yeah. sounds so hipster. Yeah, guys, we shouted you out. Now you owe us money. <laughs> this episode brought to by debauchery they've promised us hundreds of dollars in ads <laughs> <laughs> is that legally binding i'm sure it is right <laughs> yeah I, you know probably good enough <laughs> we uh yeah you're right though bocce's a, a kind of a so but what's the, the tradition of tournament. the tournament you well, s- but we, that's we a- have Bocce is such a big thing in our family that yeah. the amount of time and effort that's going into this just backyard bocce tournament. Yeah. I mean, you and I have both at different times played in bocce leagues. Uh, Your dad's tournament is so much more organized, so much more oh effort God. gets put into that. The yeah. bocce leagues are literally just, oh, hey, there's a park in town with bocce courts. We're just going to go play there Tuesdays at seven. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the one I was in with Grandpa, like, it was more organized than that. You, like, knew who you were going to play and stuff, but you are right. It wasn't the same, like, especially, like, the crap talking. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. the only t- Our bocce <laughs> tournaments are the only time I've seen people get, like, really football, into hockey yeah. level competitive. Yeah, yeah. About. Oh, and the arguments, yeah. the back and forth <laughs> and the aggression. Dude, like. your dad and Tony. <laughs> for years went back and forth over the uh, asterisk <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah so, my well my asterisk right oh you have one too I, no, I no, saying- no, no, no no it was because of us because we played um i don't even necessarily agree with my dad on this because like they did oh a, absolutely it was the year is the year they did the wild card so like um the wild card team ended up winning like we I forget exactly how it laid out, but this team that ended up winning, we my team was kicking ass and in first place. We beat that team first round and then we beat them like second round, but then they like won enough that they had to come back and beat us once. So we beat them twice, they beat us once, but that one win because of the way they did the wild card, they ended up winning the whole tor- tournament and stealing it from us. So that's why I put the asterisks. That's a different one than what I'm thinking Which about. Which one are you thinking about? Because it, it had to have been like eight or nine years ago. Your dad subbed in because somebody on the team oh, left. Oh, yeah. And then he ended up winning the championship yeah, that's while right. playing as a sub. I forgot about that one. That was an old one. <laughs> so you're telling me he's got I wasn't two. There for that one. Well, he's got one. Is it an asterisk? Or, or he just added our team to it and like called it a tie for the year. And I was like, Dad, I mean, I love him. I get that he was getting behind it, and I I agree because at the time I was very upset. <laughs> the bocce tournament's a big deal, and Your I was dad, very Bill upset. Bill Belichick two <laughs> bocce tournaments. <laughs> I guess. Oh man, bocce no the bocce tournament's a lot of fun. You're you're right that we it's a it's a big thing. Although right, lots of food, 
t-shirts get made although like people pay to have t-shirts made for their teams again dude though like and i mean look at the quality of the grand prize yeah, for a, a rubber, rubber chicken. chicken and a salami <laughs> what is better than that well that's that's a good point though like the colombo club holds that big tournament every year too and there's a lot of similarities man it's a lot of families getting together it's a, held in a similar way people get all hyped up for it you're right that we definitely get more intimate, but God, the arguments I've seen at the Colombo Club one too, because people don't really know each other. That gets pretty intense as well. Well, plus Italians are prone to arguing with each other. What? <laughs> nah. But at the same time, like the Colombo Club and the local leagues, it's still it's a lot of Italian people who grew up with the game or Yeah. You know, or brought it over from the old country. Yeah, that's true. And we've spread bocce to all of our friends. That's true. A lot of non-Italians. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Ugh, a little more bourbon. Ah, that's true. It, it, you know what? The bocce tournament is a lot of fun. It's a pretty good example of a tradition. I'm trying to think of what else we've done, though. Like, what other kind of traditions have we had? Diamond huh? Dumber is not really a tradition. That's just kind well, of a Well, how long has the family loved. fishing trip been going on? I mean, cabin trips in general have been going on since the 70s. That's a good point. How long uh, has the fishing trip been going on? We've started doing it, oh, God, it was, I want to say two years before we moved up here. So, like, since 2012? Sounds about right. I think that's right. Because the first one, it was like, the girls all went up uh, when my dad like was up there. He went up there with them. I think Erica wasn't there. And they ended up like doing fishing and just having a heck of a time. And then the next year, they were like, hey, let's do it next summer, too. Everyone's invited. Because I got the invite. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> like, well, and it's it became this thing where, you know, especially we've all grown up and we spread out across the country. Yeah, we are. It's been this thing that everybody comes home for. It's yeah. the fishing trip and it Christmas. It definitely has grown to that. We Hell, have... more people come home for the fishing trip than for Christmas. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we have family that, like, like my uh, nephew for a long time, it lined up with his schooling from where he's out across. I don't want to say everything, all the details, but, like, from where they're at, he's uh, it lined up, like, to his summer vacation. We, like line it up with them and then my sisters would come out too you know like and and yeah they have a lot of fun shout out to pinecrest lake <laughs> been going there since we were children's i mean our family's been going there since our parents were children yeah that's true that's true that's one of my mom's favorite stories to tell is every other weekend going up with grandma and grandpa to the cabin yeah. to build it yeah my dad too like they were sleeping in a freaking uh, like 1970s, one of those like aluminum trailers. Yeah, like a camper, right? <laughs> yeah, just in a little tiny camper. Yep. Ah, that must have been a heck of an experience. And, and and from what I understand, that it was much busier up then, back then too. There's a lot more to do, a lot more of a community. I wouldn't be surprised. Like I it's mean, it's kind of dwindled since it's, then. Over time, it's kind of turned into more of just a cabin town retreat town well because you know what it is is because uh have you seen the recruitment video or whatever it was that my dad found no there is a i'll have to find it and show it to you there's a the city i guess it doesn't matter right 
whatever yeah. Miwok Village up in there. It's uh, up in the mountains in the Sierra Nevadas. It's in 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 the fifties, I think it was. Maybe it was the early sixties. They were there was this like promo for Miwok Village. Come and get a place away from away. You know, like only <laughs> hours from the San Francisco Bay Area. Come have a home here, and it's like showing the golf course and. And my favorite part is it's up in the mountains. It's the wilderness. You're like if you go up there, you can hike <laughs> old. It's cool. There's some hikes that follow streams that like you can go on these old like railroad tracks where they used to haul lumber and stuff like that down the mountain. It's like it's super super cool and it, it's beautiful. But like there's these dudes out there like doing that hiking and golfing up in the mountains in the wilderness. But it's like early sixties, late fifties, so they're all wearing slacks. And belts up to their <laughs> belly buttons, you know. Hey, like, it's like they show the fire Miwok fire department, and they're all wearing like slacks, <laughs> like dress pants. You're like, what on earth is happening here? <laughs> like, oh the boy, fifties were a wild time. Yeah, apparently, it's so funny to me. Like, I mean, I guess dry cleaning bills must have been through the roof. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> like they must have had jeans. We know jeans go back like 150 years. Like, right or yeah, however also like, right here yeah Levi literally Strauss in San here, Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny there's like the community that moved out there and they're all in slacks with slicked back hair it's like clearly some guidos you know like well and you would figure like a bunch of you would figure they'd like look like hipsters yeah live it right well yeah. <laughs> well because it was a big logging yeah. area that was what it was well, I think still is to a degree. I think Miwok was kind of established as one of those cities they built up there for to get people to buy a second home. Let's not forget that there was a time when you could afford not only one home in California, but a second home in California. Wait, <laughs> to own? Yes, for owning, for possessioning. Wait, people can own homes in California? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I said used to. <laughs> a lot of people in California inherited a home or bought it back when you could buy a home. I'm sure there's a lot of people like, I mean, obviously I'm a contractor. I see a lot of different people, but like, yeah, no, it's a, uh, you can tell the people that are owning homes in these places, buying and selling, like have high quality jobs. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, they're not not a lot of contractors like me. Like back in the day, our grandfather was a contractor, bought a house for twelve thousand dollars, and then a second, and then and a, a third, and, and then, then yeah. built a fourth. Yeah. And me, I I'm a freaking same kind of situation, and I can't. I mean, <laughs> I can't afford rent in the town I work in. I got to work. I live out here, and if we didn't have the country house out here, oh boy, yeah, man. California yeah, renting in town is rough, expensive. <laughs> but yeah, Miwok. It, I'll have to show it to you. It's a pretty funny little film. Like, come out to Miwok. They don't even have the the golf course anymore, or the the community pool, and all that stuff. It's all gone. Really? It's, yeah. I think it's uh, hmm. privately owned now. Well, that's lame. Yeah, quite lame. I don't know. It's, Although I feel like there's still a golf course up there somewhere. I think the lots. Still, well, there's Twain. Your Hart. dad and Uncle Manuel go golfing. Yeah, that's Twain Hart. Twain Hart's okay. still open. Twain Hart's a cool spot. I didn't. I saw Twain Hart on a TV show. So at one point, what? Oh God! So speaking of Twain Hart, there was. Um, I went up to the cabin with your dad and Sammy one time when we were. I don't even remember how little. 
Okay. I, we, we had to have been like nine or 10 years old. And it was the only time I've ever seen your dad get mad. Okay. Uh, what? Uh, we went to the Twain Hart market because we needed to get some groceries. Okay. And me and Sam were just following him around smacking his belly and going hey there big guy (laughs) wow and your poor dad was like he was trying to be polite like you know one of you isn't my kid i can't be a dick (laughs) so he's like you guys please stop you know we can have our fun when we leave the store trying so hard to be good and eventually he just yeah he just grabs our wrists, lead us, leads us back to the car, and <laughs> wow! Sits us How down. old were you? I guess at nine or ten, maybe. <laughs> you and Your sister Sam was were definitely pretty... the ringleader on that. Yeah, you and Sam were a couple. You guys were a little chaos monsters at times. <laughs> That's funny. Well, big <laughs> part of it was probably the amount of hazing we went through. Yeah, that makes sense. He what? started it all. That's the family That's record. Him and patriarch. my dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your dad too. He's no he's <laughs> Yeah, the two of them together. Uh <laughs> we should just at one point they both rocked the mustache. Yeah. It was just bad news. One day it would be funny to get them both on here. Just talking crap to each other. It'd be pretty funny. <laughs> uh, sooner or later. Yeah. So you got any uh interesting archives or anything else? Um, we're running a little up on time. All right. So I do. Okay. So this week on interesting archives, interesting archives. It's funny. Cause we actually brought him up in our weird little tangent about religion. Cause this one's about King Henry the eighth. Oh, I wonder why that was on your mind. Huh? <laughs> I guess it all makes sense. Now we somehow perfectly bringing it full circle. On accident. (laughs) Well, that's just good writing. (laughs) We don't write this. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Henry VIII had special servants whom he called grooms of stool. And these servants, their job... Uh, was to wipe his ass. I've heard about this, yeah. During his reign, he had four of these servants, and all of them were knighted. They were all knights? Knights of the stool? (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine, though, you're sitting there standing around the water cooler with the other knights? Because that's totally what they did. (laughs) (laughs) Standing around the water cooler talking about your job. Lancelot, (laughs) how were you knighted? (laughs) I like. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I like the idea of the four knights that are in charge of wiping his butt sitting at the water cooler. Like, hey, you see that hemorrhoid today? <laughs> Ooh. Gotta get that checked out, Hank boy. <laughs> Did you tell him about it? I'm not about to tell him about it. He's cutting everyone's heads off, man. I'm not going to tell him about his hemi. <laughs> Dude's on his third dead wife. <laughs> yeah. What do you think he's going to do to me? Yeah. <laughs> I just I just wipe, keep my mouth shut, man. That's my job. <laughs> Keep my head, well, up, not down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, up and away. What's funny about that, did you know this about the monarchy? Was it Louis the 16th, I think? Well, it it was a lot of monarchs, but um, when I went to Versailles, bringing it full circle, this was not intended, (laughs) but when I went to Versailles, they, they take you through, you see all the different rooms, and we went through the king's bedroom, 
And then the connected chamber is the king's bathroom, which had at that time, they kind of had like indoor plumbing kind of thing. Right. Mm. And in the room, there was just this big glass window that went to a hall. Like you could just see him right there on the toilet and then a hall right there. (laughs) So what it was, was when he was in Versailles, there was tourism. They would bring people to the, the, the palace and they would be allowed to go through certain areas and see it and whatever. And one of the big things that you could do when you went to Versailles was watch the king poop. At the same time, every morning he had his thing, and there would, he would poop with a crowd of people on the other side of the glass watching him. They, he couldn't talk to him and didn't really interact with him, but like just, yeah, you just, go to Versailles. Hey, there's the king. Look at him go. Hey, oh, ooh, ooh that's a big one. Look, that's my king. That's my king. <laughs> I don't even know how to react to that. To that because <laughs> the French call us disgusting because we put ketchup on their fries. <laughs> like, really, dude, your king pooping was a tourist attraction, dude. No, hold on, go back to the fries. Do you know what the, the French dip their fries in? I learned, I know this. the English do it in malt vinegar. I learned this because we went, I've been to France twice now, and burgers are a huge thing there. And not just that, fries are the staple uh, side. You get a steak, it's going to come with a side of fries. You get freaking tartare, it's going to come with a side of fries, whatever well, it is. I mean, they're called French fries. And I'd be disappointed <laughs> if every meal didn't come with them. Well, they were just called fries there for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> every Everything you got, if it came with fries, it came with a side of mayonnaise. And the French Interesting. dipped it like it was ketchup, just dipping their fries in mayonnaise. Yeah. That was weird. Was I mean, a very different experience because I tr- tried it. You know, you're there and like, okay, just dipping it like it's all right. Let, let me try it. I I did it like once. And I was like, yeah, it's a little weird, but it's that a seems very like a normal enough condiment. Except that it's ketchup has a little bit of a bite and a flavor. Mayonnaise just has a creaminess kind of, and also it's it's freaking mayonnaise, dude. It feels like you're just dipping it in lard. Like that's, that's one of the fair. biggest things. The French are so thin. America has the obesity problem, but the French eat as bad, if not worse than us, like at least where I was going. I mean, for breakfast and stuff, they're eating like chocolate pastries and you know what I mean? Like all these, it, and then the like, dinner is this whole ordeal. Don't get me wrong. The food was amazing. It was fantastic. I loved it, but I was blown away. I think my theory is there's like no elevators and everything's like five stories tall. So the amount of stairs you go have to climb. And walking you do in Paris is mind blowing. Like well, I can I'm pretty see sure why you would heard, stay in shape. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've heard that every French person walks up the stairs of the Eiffel Tower every morning before they go to work. Well, I mean, not. I mean, that's a lot. So they take turns. Some people are assigned like 3 p.m. Some people are assigned the lunch break. <laughs> no, nah, man, it's it's weird. I never went in the Eiffel Tower. We walked underneath it, but. That was cool. How come? Fred oh, Heights? No, the line was insane. So the first time we went- Do they not have fast passes for the, <laughs> the Eiffel Tower? Well, there's a restaurant like halfway up. I wanted to do that. That would be cool. You like take a little elevator that goes up the side at the angle, and then there's a restaurant. You beautiful view over the, uh, I was gonna call, uh, the, the what's it called? The Sange? Is that the river? I think so. 
No, I, I wouldn't know. You're the, the you're the French history nerd. No, I say Sanj. Sanj is the monkey. I'm telling you, I'm tired today. I thought Sanj was one of the members of Destiny's Child. <laughs> no, I think the 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 River Sin Sin, right? I think it's the Sin. Now I want to look it up. <laughs> but um, the view was probably gorgeous. The second time we went, it was all kind of like shut off, and there was lines to get in. Like the first time we went, you could walk underneath it and stuff, and then like. The second time we went to like check in and metal and security like crazy around it. I don't really understand why, but um, uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of those big touristy cities that like everything is very high security. I remember that in yeah. like DC too. I was right, La Cien. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong, but that's the river. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, it. For what it's worth, I always wanted to go to Italy, obviously, was my on my bucket list. I never thought that I, I thought that I would go there before I went anywhere else and got the opportunity handed me to go to Paris twice and it was incredible. I would definitely recommend it. The the freaking food, the the nightlife, all of it's pretty incredible. Well, I mean, there's one story you told me about Paris that's genuinely the only reason I ever want to go. What's that? It was about the guy you saw walking down the street dribbling a basketball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was like one of the first days we were there. So the second time we stayed in a much nicer, like, neighbor, not nicer, I don't know for the word, but second time we were there, we stayed near the Eiffel Tower. Okay. Uh, the first time we were there, our family lived in a different part of the city. So we lived, we stayed in the seventh district. I forget the words. My French was a little bit, my French was terrible, but I remembered some of those details better when we were actually going there. But it basically was the Italian district. Mm. Um, but I just never forget. Like I didn't this, know Paris had an Italian district. So there's of. a little Italy in Paris. Kind of. I mean, it's <laughs> Paris, man. There's like, but that area did have a lot more Italian restaurants. To to be sure. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Imagine going to Paris, France, and being like, you know what? I want some Italian. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. That's the thing about Paris, man. Is it's it's. All of it. It's just all good. The Italian food's great. You can get like Greek food. You can get, I mean, it's the hub. That's why it's the culinary place, right? Is because it was the main thing that all the different places in the world came through, the main place. Um, Anyways, we were staying in that part of town, and it's a lot more locals. Like, obviously, staying by the Eiffel Tower, you clearly had a lot more, I don't know if it's fancy people, but also tourists and stuff like that. But yeah, we were just sitting there, and I remember the second day out, we were in a little park area with my son, letting him play waiting for my mother-in-law to arrive for a flight. And some dude just walks by with headphones on, listening to music that I could kind of hear because it was blasting it. And he's dribbling a basketball, just walking down the street. And in one hand, he's got a, like, freaking two-and-a-half-foot-long baguette. <laughs> and you see that out there. There's people just walking with baguettes. And he just reaches over, takes a big old bite out of it, just starts chewing, and keeps dribbling the basketball, just kept walking. <laughs> and yet everyone always awesome. tells me I'm doing it wrong when I do that here. <laughs> you stand out when you do it here for some reason. <laughs> That's funny. No, it was uh you'd think with our obesity problem we'd be the ones eating baguettes <laughs> just whole. Dude, uh, oh, the croissants. If you're going to go to Paris, that's what it you go for, the croissants. It's hard to imagine. Like it's hard to explain the difference, but oh. croissant, is that like a crescent roll? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I honestly don't know the difference. I just know they're two different things. Croissant, like a croissant. Like you get a no, I know. croissant sandwich and stuff. But yes, I've I've had okay. Pillsbury before. All right, okay. Good. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Um they're so good. It's it's I don't know what it is. They're not curved. They're they're straight. That's like the thing. Real croissants are straight. Really? Yeah, it's something to do with like butter or something that they use that we can't get over here or something like that. So ours twist for some reason. <clears throat> but it's it's incredible. I could sit and just eat croissants nonstop and then come back here. And the espresso. The espresso is incredible. I don't hmm. like espresso here. I, I don't I've never liked espresso, but the coffee there is terrible. It's just like watered down espresso. Well, that's like we Americans are the ones who came up with coffee as we drink it. Yeah, like, right. Like, Italy, France, they had espresso, and cappuccino, and, and they're all incredible. I, I, I don't even know. Like that, we went to this castle in Bordeaux, France. It's this little town that had a castle because we were in the south of France, and like just this feeling. We we were sitting on this patio where no one spoke English. It was all we were submerged in the French culture. We had some translators, thank God. But like <laughs> we like ordered these like omelets in the middle of the day, omelets with freshly picked mushrooms that were foraged that morning nearby. And I'm drinking a freaking they make me an espresso in this little town. You think you're outside of Paris, it's gonna be a little different. But nope. Sure enough, it wasn't the best espresso ever. You little little tiny cup and it's just oh, it's the best, man. Does the little tiny cup make you feel like a giant too? Um, yeah, because I've always wanted to be a giant. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's you know what it is. It's really hard not to. Ju- Maybe it's because I'm just so gluttonous and big, but like it's really hard not to just down it like a shot. You know what I mean? Because it's the size of a shot glass. You just gotta like sip it. Like it's worth it to do the sip, and the energy's real. That's for sure. just. I mean, I'm sure it's the same with espresso here, but yeah. Definitely recommend it. Anyways, we should probably wrap up. We're coming to time, and we've just kind okay. of been, we've just kind of been rambling this episode. Yeah, no real... I think we found somewhere with it. <laughs> Somehow managed to bring it back to the beginning. Yeah, a little so, bit. All in all, I'd say it's a success. Yeah. Well, there's gonna be there's gonna be weeks where we're on we're really on it. There's gonna be weeks that are kind of slow, and I feel I kind of feel like a weird week, couple weeks anyway. So I'm kind of off. As it is tonight. Well, and nobody's listening to it yet anyway. So yeah, who, who cares? cares? Screw them, right? <laughs> I'm with you. Now, now you three our... people out there at home. <laughs> now we have our uh, intro music. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's do some plugs real quick. What do you want to plug? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Blake Sweet Comic. And on TikTok, I sometimes post videos at BSBS Comedy. Uh, listen to... Mine and Matt and Mikey and Alice's podcasts, Fat Tango Presents and Forward to Tango. Yeah. What do you got? What I got, I uh, follow me at Twitter at Matt Rodolfi. I'm also on TikTok at Matt Tango. Same thing as you. Follow the other stuff we're doing. You can also check out my podcast I do with Michael Landon called They Might Be Bronies, where we watch every episode of My Little Pony and decide if we might be bronies. It's a lot of fun. Um, we do need to designate our record for this episode we just kind of rambled but yeah well so i i had an idea okay since we were discovering on air that uncle mike has not only one but two questionable spots on the bocce <laughs> tournament plaque okay 
I say he gets most asterisks. <laughs> I don't know if the second one's an asterisk, though. But there, you're onto something. My most, hmm, most. How about just about most questionable? Yeah, uh, most questionable bocce titles. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, he wasn't in the second one though, too. Uh, most what? Most questionable bocce management. <laughs> <laughs> most controversial bocce league commissioner <laughs> i don't know we'll figure something out it'll be the episode title but it's along those lines yeah, yeah. well we could do a lot of things we could also do most uh probably most trips to france is probably me <laughs> that's a little less exciting <laughs> yeah. uh, how about just uh most bocce tournaments <laughs> <laughs> It's a pretty I mean, clear we one. Could. <laughs> it's been going for what? Got to be coming years? on twenty. No, twenty. It's been going on a long time, has it not? It's got to be oh, more. That was the it's over cabin 10. trip. You're right. That was the cabin trip. The bocce tournament. Yeah, because it was like the second or third or fourth one on my 18th birthday, and I am 32. So yeah, 14, so 12, 15 years. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, we'll figure out what we want to call it and put it in the title, I guess. (laughs) We got to get better at that. Well, we at least have it more in the ballpark than the Geno episode. (laughs) Yeah, right. I guess we can touch on it next time, too. Doesn't matter. All right, anything else? Uh, Oh, uh, if you have a crazy family story or an answer to one of the questions that we post on here, you can tweet it at us or at Fat Tango Podcast on Twitter. Or you can email us at fattangoproductions at gmail.com. If you feel compelled, go ahead and give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast as well. That'd be pretty handy. If you don't feel compelled, why not? Come yeah, on. Come on. Don't be a jerk. Come on. Come on. I know this wasn't our greatest episode, but, you know, go. Come on. Come on. Just be nice. We're just a couple guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thanks for joining us for Family Records one more time. We'll talk to you next time. All right. All right. Bye. Peace. This has been a Fat Tango production.